come here, get off. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of The Turn On. So this week we are reading My Billionaire Benefactor, which is a Candy Girls book number one, written by Shay Sanders in 2019. This one's a little different. Um, We wanted to discuss sex work a bit. And I think so often people just think of sex work as escorting. Um, But there's so many facets to it, one of which is sugaring. So um, we're going to read a good, a quick excerpt from a book and then we will come back and chat with you. So see you on the the other side. Uh, Sit back, relax, get your wine, your weed, whatever you need and enjoy. That's a t-shirt. Get your wine, your weed, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Merchandise. Spring. 2020. I like it. <laughs> My Billionaire Benefactor, Candy Girls Book One by Shay Sanders. I turned to walk toward the bathroom and he called after me. Don't keep me waiting too long. I peed and did the sniff test to make sure I was on point. I was still a little tipsy, but that was good. The liquor was keeping me relaxed. I hadn't had sex in over a year, and I definitely wanted to please him. And I wanted to feel good. I deserved to feel good. I took a few deep breaths and psyched myself up. You can do this. You a bad bitch. Go out there and put it on him. I didn't tell myself to give him his money's worth, but it was in the back of my mind for sure. I stepped back out into the bedroom to find it mostly dark, save a few candles shone at lit. How romantic. He was sitting on the edge of the bed, staring in my direction. I said nothing as I walked toward him, and his eyes roamed my body like he was starving, and I was a whole meal. I reached down and pulled his shirt over his head. Even tipsy and turned on, I still noticed how soft that damn shirt was. It had to be expensive. He placed his hands in his favorite place, on my hips, and stared up at me. You sure? I nodded and gently grabbed his face with both hands. We kissed passionately and he moved his hands to unbutton my jeans. He tried to slide them down, but you can't do that with tight-ass skinny jeans. I kicked myself for not taking them off in the bathroom, but it was too late now. I stepped back and eased my jeans down over my hips. He watched me intently. By the time I was down in just my panties, he was practically salivating. I moved around him and lay down at the head of the bed. He stood, finished undressing, and walked around to the other side. I caught a glimpse of his dick and I tried not to panic. Would that thing even fit? He opened a drawer in his nightstand and pulled out a condom. I watched him unwrap it, pinch the top, and slowly, slowly, slowly roll it down. And he was teasing me. I could barely stand it anymore. He lay next to me and rolled to face me. You good? He said. I nodded and he reached and slid my panties down. I grabbed him and pulled him closer and he rolled on top of me. Just the pressure of his body on mine, the weight of him pressing onto me, felt so good. 
That's the kind of thing you miss when you haven't had sex in a while, the weight of human connection. I gripped his muscular back and kissed his neck. He tried to work his way in and I squeezed my eyes shut and tried to block out the pain. He finally entered me fully and stopped, resting his forehead against mine. Are you good? I asked. Yeah, he said. It's just, it's tight down there. I'm not complaining though, trust me. I giggled and caressed his back on my fingernails. He sighed and began to move and I moved my hips in unison. I couldn't believe how good it felt. I moaned in his ear and he moaned in mine and we kissed deeply like we were each other's last meal. First time sex can be tricky and awkward, but this was neither. I bit his shoulder as he stroked me and he placed a hand on my throat and squeezed lightly, sending me to a place I'd never been. Then he stopped abruptly. What's wrong? I asked breathlessly. I'm going to make you come tonight. It's okay. It might take a while. I don't care. I'm fine. It feels good, Sean. I know that. Listen, I need you to focus. It ain't going to just sneak up on you like it does for me. Think about whatever turns you on the most. You. He grinned and kissed me. Whatever it is, it's the only thing that should be in your head. Can you do that for me? I nodded and he started again, slowly and gently. He kissed me and bit my lip and caressed my tongue with his, and I could feel the pressure building. I thought about him, about his face, about his money, about his body, and he stroked me slowly and rhythmically and with an incredible amount of patience. I lost track of time, but he'd been going for a while when he ducked his head down to lick my nipple. He sucked gently, and finally, the pressure gave way, and I came. Hard. I was so overwhelmed, I started crying. Happy tears. I hugged him tight as aftershocks pulsed through my body. He kissed me gently on my lips as I came down, and when he saw my tears, he brushed them away with his fingers. Don't stop, I said. No. I'm just giving you a minute. My arms and legs felt like jelly. Sean saw my arm trembling and smiled. Get together, Monty. You got at least one more round. You about to turn that ass over for me. Well, damn. But I sure did turn my ass over with the quickness. He didn't even warn me. He just slammed right into me. I cried out and he seemed to become another person. One I liked. Throw that shit back, baby. He growled in my ear and I obeyed. Just like that, he said as he thrusted me. You sexy as fuck, you know that? I whined my answer. I couldn't have spoken actual words even if I wanted to. That pussy's so wet. You hear that? He asked. And I did. And it turned me on even more. And then he had the nerve to grab my hair. He pulled it lightly and I was impressed by his restraint. If I could have, I would have grabbed his nearest body part and scratched until it bled. That's how good it felt. Instead, I spoke my pleasure, and the louder I moaned, the harder he thrust. I was on the verge of screaming when he licked my ear and said, Why were you crying? The dick that good? Yes, I cried, and he chuckled in my ear. Yes, what? Don't be shy. It's good. Don't fucking play with me. What's good? The aggression drove me to a level of sexual insanity I had never felt before, I would have done anything for him at that moment. I would have said anything or gone anywhere. 
The dick is too good. I can't take it. You will. He slammed into me harder and faster and the sound of our bodies meeting filled the room. Take this dick. I didn't want to end, but I could tell by his movements that he was losing control. He was close and I wanted to talk shit too. Fuck me, Sean. He groaned and gripped my hips so hard I felt bruised. Harder, fuck me, just like that, I whined. He obliged and not 30 seconds later, he was growling in my ear again as he came. I didn't even want him to pull out. A line had been crossed and walls had come down. I'd never taken sex lightly. It's the literal joining of bodies, minds, and souls. Sean was in me now, and I was in him, and that meant something to me. We lay there for a while, breathing in sync with each other, and I tried to ignore the little voice in my head that told me not to trust it. Welcome back, y'all. That was an excerpt from My Billionaire Benefactor. So the reason that I picked... Oh, before we get into it, let's do a quick (laughs) synopsis of the story. Yes. So the story starts off with... uh, What's the main character's name? Uh, Amani? Amani. They call her Amani. Starts off with Amani. She is a broke college student, but she's a non-traditional college student. It's taken her a while to finish school. And she has one more semester left. And the book opens with her on her countdown to get her final semester paid. She thinks all she needs is X amount. She's working a little job. Come to find out she needs Y amount. Yeah, financial so, aid. She's like maxed out on yeah, her financial aid. Yeah, she's maxed out on financial aid. Um, so her coworker says, hey, girl, why don't you try this sugar daddy, this sugar daddy, sugar baby website? At first, she's like, man, can't do it. And then she's like, mm, maybe I should mm-hmm. because life happens. And she's like, I need this money. Maybe I should. So she joins the website, meets a couple guys. Um, and one of the guys she's working, she's uh, sugaring with. And it's a typical situation. The other guy she's sugaring with, she actually likes and falls for. And... Sexy hijinks and so dot dot dot. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I picked the scene that we have because it opened up with to what I thought to me was something just so universal. She know they're about to fuck. So she goes to the bathroom, she pees, and then she does the sniff test. I fucking died when I read this because I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I've done this a million times. What about you? I haven't. I always go pee. <laughs> I pee, but I I can't. I don't think I do a sniff test. You don't smell your pussy? Not in that. Not right before. She fine. I don't. <laughs> I mean, because the thing is, like, pussies are like pockets. Mm-hmm. They're like a warm, moist pocket. And have you ever, like, left something warm and moist or just something, something moist? Moist. Something wet, like <laughs> a pile of wet clothes, Ugh. and then you come back and it's you know, like pussies are like that. Not a pile of wet mildewy clothes. <laughs> but because they're warm and they're organic, mm-hmm. sometimes they have a smell to them. Now usually yeah, absolutely. I've never ever did it and the smell was a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Never. Just cause <laughs> I mean, I ain't going out I ain't shopping with a you know, with a pussy that ain't, you know, tip top. Mm-hmm. It ain't in pre- presentation shape. Mm-hmm. I always, 
if a pussy is going out for a spin, it's going to be presentation <laughs> shaped pussy. But um, I always do a sniff test. Mm. Like, yeah. Generally, I when I'm doing my like pre-sex, I have a pre-sex ritual if it's like a a what's your pre-sex session at home. Um, if I'm like at home and I know you know we're having sex and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, usually I'm shaved. The older I get, the less I give a fuck about shaving, even if it is a new partner. Because I'm like, you grown, we grown, mm. mm-hmm. and I I keep my my coop happy waxed, but um, I like I'm talking about like shaving my legs. It's like mm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, shaved, maybe not. I always shower and then I always put on deodorant again because mm-hmm. I use that natural deodorant and girl, yes, you know, yes, I can't I be, know, I can't know, be riding a nigga with a funky pit in their face. I mean, you can. I can. Because again, like, <laughs> very you rarely, gonna do to get up. I very rarely had some like deal breaker. No, I've never had like some deal breaker shit going down. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have. But anyway, so yeah, it's usually a shower mm-hmm. post sex and that kind of thing. Pre-sex. But if it's a, you know, we on a day, ooh, this shit's good and fun. What's going on? I always hit up the bathroom. Mm. I run a wet paper towel over my pits and my cooch. Mm. I pee because I, you know, I always have to pee. Mm-hmm. So better for me to go ahead and do it one last time. Empty before. the bladder. Exactly. Um, and I don't really, so I, I think the one thing that I do before sex is I shower and I brush my teeth. Oh, always in part. You know, being kissing already got a problem. Yeah. If your teeth ain't fresh or yeah. on point, I can't. So I brush my teeth. You brush your teeth too, especially because I don't eat meat. I don't want like you, whatever meat you ate mingling in my mouth. And ugh. so no, I, I shower and, and I don't. I shave my legs maybe four times a year. I'm not oh, no. super hairy. Like it. I so shave it my doesn't. legs. I, I mean, I like my legs shaved. I really like my my pussy wax because I like you know like mm. the smooth feeling yeah I haven't done sex. that in a year oh, I am very regular mm. um but uh yeah I like the smooth feeling mm-hmm. but generally I um like I shave when I want to for like whatever but very rarely am I shaving because I'm about to have sex mm, okay. you follow mm-hmm so yeah, okay. Well, I thought but the sniff test, test was a universal thing, but I mean, and that's why is. I hollered, readers. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I keep calling y'all readers, listeners, listeners. If y'all do the sniff test, let us know, cause I thought <laughs> I was the only one, but maybe I'm out here just shopping a funky pussy. Right? No, you're not. It but that's funky it's pussy literally I'm the shopping. opposite of that. I'm that shopping you're a, checking an unsure pussy. Nah, just cause I don't do it doesn't mean that everybody else doesn't do it. Maybe I'm just I just don't give. <laughs> You be like, you're going to get this pussy whether or not you exactly want. Exactly how it is. What I do sniff always is my armpits because I stink. And one of my armpits is like stinkier than the other. Like I'm the left that. is mm-hmm. just out of fucking pocket. So, yeah, I definitely have a, I've realized and I have a stinkier armpit. And again, this natural deodorant life, mm-hmm. it holds off. But like. Don't you think can't get all the way I'm, to the end of the day. Yeah, don't think if you see if you run into me at ten o'clock and I, the last application was at six this morning, Mm-mm. you're getting a fresh pit. Bitch, Thursday night, I went to get in the bed. I had on a nightgown, you know, I sleep without it, but I had on a nightgown while I was like sitting in the bed working with my partner, and I took it off and laid down, and my head rolled to the left, and I said, "Oh shit!" I said, "Smell this." <laughs> <laughs> you told me 
told him to smell your I sticky sure did. He was like, I'm not going to smell it. I was like, nigga, you stick your fingers in there all the time. But that's my choice. I'm not smelling your pit because you're trying to make me smell it. I'm like, well, all right. So I got up and I washed it because I couldn't even yeah, I, sleep yeah. well with it smelling you're like, like that. Who is that for? <laughs> Let alone have sex. I hear this humming. It's coming from my armpit. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> couldn't oh even get comfortable. Um, Another really real moment in this scene mm-hmm. Was when she was, uh, so she had on these tight ass. The jeans. The jeans. She had yeah. on these tight ass jeans. <laughs> Fashion over. Yeah. That's all I wear. At one point she said, she was like, one day I'm going to buy some jeans that aren't, uh, that are thicker than a piece of notebook paper. <laughs> and I was like, but they hug your booty so they well. They do. Oh, oof, oof. that's what sucks about like that article about. How Fashion Nova oh. is supposedly unwittingly using third parties that don't pay their people well enough. I'm I mean, like, you get a suit for forty five dollars and right. three how days. much can like, they really be paying people exactly. to make that shit? Exactly. It sucks. But it was such a real moment because mm-hmm. yeah, like there's nothing sexy about like just trying to struggle, struggle out of some, out of some jeans and then get them over your foot. <laughs> Girl, they're getting over your foot joint. Yeah. That's why also like it's hard for me to take serious, like masculine presenting men that like, uh, wear tight jeans. That wear really tight jeans. Uh, it's I'm like to wear tight jeans. I like it because I like his booty. Mm-mm. Like if you got to arch your foot to get in a sh- to get in <laughs> pants, he don't have to arch his foot, but they tight enough that I can see all the muscles. I like it. Yeah, no, I don't want you. To- <laughs> I don't want you. Can we have a? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> There's this man in my office building and he wears these like he wears baby clothes like he wears like toddler clothes. And I get that there's this thing with men wearing fitted clothes. Mm-hmm. I love a man in some fitted clothes. Mm-hmm. I love like I'm starting to embrace, I, you know, my typical type is a, a doughier gentleman. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to embrace the, you know, slimmer figured man. Mm, look yeah. at you. I know. Um, And it just like. Freaks me out when I see this man wearing these baby clothes. What and they be like, ba- it's like everything just like shrunken. Everything is shrunken. Imagine like a suit, but then it like got shrunk. So like, they're not like the short pants. They're like, the motherfucker stopped mid calf. No. It's like a full pant that stopped mid calf. And I saw him. And I saw you see him in the summer and his shit was like always super tight. You could see his heart beating through his chest, his nipples and shit like that. <laughs> and then I said, you know what? What is this man going to do in the winter? Mm. I saw this man in the deli the other day. And what did he do? What any bad bitch would do. This motherfucker put on tights. He had on these <laughs> thick ass, <laughs> thick ass yes, dress nigga. socks. And it was just like, you look like a fucking fool. Like they are legit <laughs> baby clothes it's not like they're short it's not like it's it's fitted no you have one baby clothes and i and then there's this office across the hall from me (laughs) and there was this whole crew of baby clothes motherfuckers like they all had on these baby clothes and they were like these like little soft ass driving shoes that aren't like real and it was cold (laughs) as shit and so i'm like i know your foot is getting wet out in that in that snow and your ankle ain't right and Girl, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like <laughs> you know, I think my partner wear those shoes, the slippers. No, but they, they have structure. These are like them little like, <laughs> like a moccasin. It's like a moccasin. moccasin. <laughs> but it's just like, dude, like if I wore some shit like that to work, I'd be the hoe. Mm, but well, you out here with your titties out, your clavicles and chest out, 
your cleavage out. So is is it the double standard of it all that bothers you, or is you just also don't want to see his nipples? The motherfucker looks stupid. <laughs> I would love to see a good nipple. You know, I'm all about titties, especially with my current journey. I love a good looking at titties, but like it's just you look stupid. You legit look like you got you in somebody's like. Like you wearing some toddler clothes. It's Aww. like they're wearing a baby suit. Like they went to Macy's and got a baby a suit. A little baby suit, a confirmation suit, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. You got your church shoe. Your... I kind of want to see it. I have pictures in my oh, phone. Okay. I Thought literally took pictures and sent it to our Detroit friend because she used to work near me. <laughs> and we would see him together. Um, golly, where did we end up? Where did we end? <laughs> okay. One of the things she also mentioned in the story was uh how she felt like how when they were having sex she mm-hmm. she said he was like laying on top of her and oh, she could feel weight. the weight of human Ooh. connection and as someone that is a master debater that's so like that really does a master debater yeah <laughs> <laughs> as a master debater mm-hmm. yeah I do, you know, like the difference mm-hmm. between like, you know, your master debates and <laughs> your, you know, the main show yeah. is like when you like feel that the, literally the connection that other person is there. Yeah. Yeah. That it was that was just a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a, a sweet moment. little such a sweet little moment. Um, So something else that. I don't I don't know if y'all picked up on it, but earlier in this in this show, earlier in the book, she said that she has never come from sex. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was talking her through coming. Yeah. And I love how when he was talking her through coming, he was like, anything you like me, money. She and said, I was like, she said, I thought about him, his face, his money. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And it's kind of OK. So this is where we're going to, you know, open up the discussion about sex work because i think um i mean some people i think easily look at sugaring as sex work and some Mm -hmm. people i think um try to make it you know like make it not sex work you know they're like oh well he just gives me money and so this isn't sex work and it's like but it is well you're getting paid for something i mean you're having sex with him and he's giving you money. There's nothing wrong with that. It just is nothing wrong at all. And some women have uh, sugar daddies that um, just want their presence. Yeah. And, they just yeah. want their presence. Um, and I, and you would be surprised at how many men are like that. Like mm-hmm. they just really want to like sit and hear your goals and your dreams and you ain't got to have sex and they will give you money and men act like they want like, Oh, that's so stupid. Mm. Isn't that what you're doing when you're taking these people out on these dates that you know don't really like you? I say all <laughs> the time. Everybody pay for pussy. Mm-hmm. Everybody pay. I saw this meme and it was this dude. He was like, I get nervous when women give pussy away. Mm. Like, damn, you don't want no Wendy's or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> because it's like my time. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's just I'm paying you with my time. Mm-hmm. I'm getting something. I'm you're paying something for that pussy. Bruce Chris. Okay. You pay for that pussy. Okay. And um again, a wet pussy. Formalize our agreement. A wet pussy and dry pockets don't match. Yes. 
you know, and I, um, I'm a firm believer that like, and as I date now, I tell men all the time, like I have an amazing group of people, amazing group of friends. I have a, uh, when I want to feel the weight of a human connection, I masturbate under my weighted blanket. <laughs> um, so yeah, you got to bring something to the table mm-hmm. and oftentimes it's gifts and money, but it's not always that, you know, but it, like we just ain't going to be fucking around for the sake of fucking around. You need to add value to my life. Even if this is just a fuck buddy situation, you know, like make me laugh, motherfucker. Dance, <laughs> tell a joke, something, you know. <laughs> a little um, jig. So I, um, yeah, and I think that niggas ain't got no problem asking for pussy. No, they ain't got no Never. problem asking for pussy. So they should bring your shit to the table. So you, and so I think women shouldn't have any problem asking for money or. I mean, I think in general, none of us should have trouble asking for what we want. Yeah. And also, like, I think that it's important for for me. I think it says something about a man if he's willing to watch his partner or the person he's with struggle. Struggle. You know, like, you can't do nothing. Like, nigga, help. Try something. Call, make a phone call. Do something, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's real. I mean. You know, I'm a, obviously a single mom and I can't say I'm co-parenting. I will say that my daughter has a father. Um, but, you know, my partner is adamant about paying for things because he's like, you have more responsibilities than I do. He's like, I ain't got no kids. If mm-hmm. I fuck up, it's just me. He was like, but you got a whole nother person you got to pay for. So why the fuck would I let you pay for something when I got it and you need to save your money for you and your kid? Yeah. And I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah. It's hard for me because I have trouble letting people do things for me, but I respect the fuck out of it and appreciate it. I think it's hard for me when I actually really, really like the person. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, ooh. Right. Because you don't want to feel like you're using them or leaning on them too hard. And then, of course, because we've been conditioned not to need people, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that makes it difficult. But I definitely work on. I definitely appreciate a man that's willing to be like, look, I got this. I got you. Um, you kind of touched on this. As a broke college student, did you date niggas that you didn't care about? <laughs> that you weren't interested in for meals or anything like that? No, I didn't. I used to be um, a hardcore serial monogamous, which really is just a way of saying you don't like to be alone. Mm-hmm. So I went to college with a high school boyfriend who was awful. Broke up with him partway through <laughs> I rolled my eyes so hard because I've heard stories about this awful high school boyfriend. Lord, broke up with him probably through freshman year, ended up with another nigga sophomore year who was hard to shake through senior year, Mm. as hard as I tried, and then ended up with another dude. Like, I just was in relationships the whole time. So, nah. Yeah, I totally did as a college student. <laughs> totally did as a college student. Um, I don't think I was necessarily um I don't think that I was necessarily in a formal sugar baby relationship, mm-hmm. but most of the men I dated were older and they were all helping out, you know, mm-hmm. like even if it was just give me some money so I can get through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Which now that I think about it, I'm like, shit, I was selling myself short. Like <laughs> <laughs> a weekend nigga yeah like i should have been getting you know for real money you mm-hmm. know because again i ain't got no problem asking for pussy trotting my ass out when they needed you know when they wanted to go somewhere and look good with somebody else on their arm mm-hmm. and i was trying to be you know nice and coy but you know 
let's go to the movies. No, I can't get to know you at the movies. I'd rather get to know you over a date. So we go eat. Mm-hmm. I love to eat. So <laughs> it definitely worked out. Um, you. What are your thoughts on sugaring and in general? Yeah, just in general. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's a thing. It's a thing people do. People, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't have any value judgments or shit. Yeah, no, it's a th- I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I think we all have to do what we have to do, and if the, or or want to do what we want to do. How Looking back on what you know now, <laughs> do you think College Kenria would have sugar? Like, if College Kenria knows what she knows now? Oh, that's a really good question. Hmm, probably not. Because I didn't have time. I was taking 21 credits a semester like a fucking crazy person. I worked Why were you taking so many fucking credits? It's not like you got three degrees. I had a double minor. And then I was working at the PR firm constantly. And then I pledged. And I was a chief of staff for an office and was on. Like, I just did everything. I barely had time for the niggas that I was in relationships with. But maybe I would have been had to work less if I had a nigga giving me some money. Yeah, like, I'm just (laughs) like, damn, you was doing a whole lot. But I mean, like, I've been working since I was 14. I know you, I've known you in college, but like, yeah. Like, I, it was, when my child goes off to school, I'm gonna be like, get there and do the bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, I hate to sound like a, you know, focus focus on your school and have fun, but I was, get to know your classmates. Don't be in there, you know, like fucking off and not graduating, but like that whole like burning yourself out, double majoring and all that shit, like, you still got a degree just like the rest of us. Yeah, but that that's that's deeper for me, right? Like I've got all this perfectionism stuff. No, no, no. And, that's why I'm like, you know, that was, now. Oh. Uh, I would like to say yes, but I don't know that that's true. Mm-hmm. I still work a lot. I still am a workaholic. I still even though I try to not be a perfectionist, it is still in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I work really hard to keep that from being I do a much better job at keeping my daughter from embodying that because I see it in her and have to pull her back from it. Mm -hmm. But I was the type that if I got less than all A's, I was crying and going to see my teacher and, you know, fucking trying to fight like. Well, we you know. gonna, we'll revisit this question in a year because we don't <laughs> we don't work some of that down. Yeah. <laughs> it is better now than yeah. it was for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was but part of that, I think I convinced myself that it was necessity. Right. I didn't have a whole lot of money growing up. I wanted to go to college. I knew that we didn't have the money and my father didn't have the credit mm-hmm. for me to be able to finance it in any kind of way on my own. And so. I had to be valedictorian so that I could get scholarships. Mm-hmm. I had, you know what I mean? And then I got to college and I felt like I needed to be the best because I needed to keep my fucking scholarship up. And, you know, there were all, all these things that tied into why I felt like I needed to be excellent, but I was never really able to turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can, hopefully the spirit of Erica grabs hold <laughs> of you a little bit harder mm-hmm. and encourages you to do a whole lot less. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so one of the things in the book that the Monty's co-worker introduced her to the website 
and was and so Monty was telling her, oh, I met this really great guy. He's a billionaire. He's trying to, you know, solve all my problems. The problem is I'm starting to like him. Mm-hmm. Her co-worker says something along the lines of, girl, get out now. Like, oh. it, you did well. Get out now because you've met, you know, like you got your boo. You, you got the dream. Get out now before you get used to the lifestyle or something like that. Mm. And to me, that was although she showed her put her on to it. It still showed a little bit that of like she had some judgment attached. Yeah, to that. some judgment attached yeah. to like to doing it. Because I like, I was talking to a group of girlfriends last night that are probably a generation older than me, mm-hmm. and they were saying how like, oh, I you know I love your attitude, and your generation's attitude when it comes to sex and your bodies and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And but now, they don't really because remember when I was dating and I told them I was gonna have sex with that dude after the second date, and they were like, "Don't do it. Oh, it's not totally. gonna work." Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, mm, no, we're going to fuck. Yeah. Um, You're selling yourself short. I was like, bitch, but my pussy wants some attention. Period. <laughs> point blank. My pussy wanted some attention. Um, I look, I like this generation following us mm-hmm. attitude, especially when it comes to like sex work, because I think everyone's more open to it. Yeah. I think women our age, our group, are a lot less, are a lot more judgmental when yeah, it comes to like, are. you know, sex work. And it's yeah. like, girl, like, again, you selling your pussy for free. Like, why? I mean, and not, I get, I'm in a relationship. I love you, yada, mm. yada, yada. But some of y'all just be fucking like some ancient niggas just for the sake of mm. it. Like, get yours, honey. Yeah, in whatever way is. you want to. So I actually really like this generation's attitude mm-hmm. when it comes to sex work and to sex in general. Honestly. The fact that they are much more creative, like mm. we're going to have um, a dominatrix on mm-hmm. for quick and we're going to do a deep dive into like financial domination, domination, domination and financial domination. But I mean, like cam girls and phone sex operators and Bitches selling panties. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so, I just really (laughs) enjoy, like, seeing people have healthy. ingenuity that goes into it. Yeah, ingenuity, they're healthy and safe. And Mm -hmm. what's wrong if, you know, helping somebody explore their kinks and you get a little cash off of it? Like, I would totally sell my big ass drawers. (laughs) Totally. I remember there was a book we read a long time ago. It was like the vampire, the undead people. And the girl had a girlfriend that all, every time they would go out, she'd buy panties. And then she realized that her girlfriend was like selling her drawers or something. I have no idea what you're talking about. It was one of those like quick fluffy books that I might. Did they make it to the show? I might. No, I might've like read it on your bookshelf when you were living oh, okay. in New York. One of those oh, kind of things. Undead. The Undead series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking love that I series. I still have them upstairs. Do, yeah, you stole all my books. They're so but yeah. good. Um, but yeah, it, and so it's just like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I would totally do that shit. And I think part of the reason that a lot of women are hesitant to um, a lot of women are hesitant to like show their faces and stuff mm. isn't necessarily the shame that they may have about it. They just know it's just a bigger fucking deal. Like, yeah. And I don't want to have everybody's head. Uh, listen to somebody or my mama talking about my folks or your job or, mm-hmm. you know, it's all kinds of ways that things unfortunately can come back to bite you in the ass. I mean, even with like doing a show like this, it could, you know, 
Yeah. I Theoretically, mean, I guess. I don't know. At my job, they be talking about it. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I definitely told an older black woman at work. We were talking about it. And she said, I have a toy. I said, all righty. So I told her about it. Because I love listening to pods. I said, well, I'm going to let you listen to a pod. I so if it. you're listening, hey, shout out to you. Okay. Um. So I think sometimes there is, well, I mean, I don't want to say, so I think sometimes we think about um, sex work as like, you know, a drug addicted prostitute on a corner mm. or, you know, a group of girls that got shipped in a container from mm-hmm. some Southeast Which Asian Which is a country. very real thing. Yeah. And I think it's a very real thing. And I think that's why it's so important to embrace healthy and consensual sex work Mm -hmm. because when that is, when that happens, then it forces out the, I mean, I'm about to start a whole dissertation. It leaves a space for trafficking when we criminalize people finding ways to use their body that is consensual and that is not detrimental to them. Exactly. Yeah. It leaves that space for the shady shit to happen because the people who are ready and willing are being, their opportunities are being taken away from them, whether it be digitally or they're being criminalized in real time in, you know, on the streets. Mm-hmm. And so then you got people who are able to make a ton of money by taking kids yeah, and other people from other countries and taking advantage of folks who are in tough situations and putting them into the trade. Not like abortion, you know, we mm. stuck doing them in a the back alley. They mm-hmm. all going to be shitty. Um, So this also, now that we're, you're talking about that. So I recently started uh, consuming porn only from like paid sites. Mm. So like I've set up and like I have an OnlyFans. Like I'm a subscriber to certain OnlyFans pages mm-hmm. because I think that I mean, first, it's cheap as hell. Like, it's you know, some people's OnlyFans be like five dollars a month or mm. some shit like that. And I usually like be doing like a month. Mm-hmm. You know, because who wants to look at the same person every single time? <laughs> but I just think that, um, you know, I've read stories and heard stories about how like Pornhub, because even Pornhub has like the verified channel where they have like the verified entertainers that get paid mm-hmm. for your you viewing their page. But that always isn't really correct. Like from what you I mean, understand, like the Pornhub money doesn't make it to them. Yeah, it's, there's some shady shit that goes on and mm. like getting that. And then, you know, also uh, oftentimes um, non-consensual porn ends up on some of these websites. Oh, like and hidden cams? And yeah, shit. hidden cams or, you know, some nigga sends in a sex tape. And mm-hmm. I mean, because just about every amateur, well, most of them is like, you know, report this if it needs to be taken down. Most of the time it's like, oh, shit, I'm looking for porn. There's There I am, mm. you know? And so... um. I really think that, uh, so I think that there's a lot to be said for people that like willingly and consensually just want to record, you know, like engage in sex work and Mm -hmm. engage in sex acts for money on, on camera and in life. And we need to embrace that more to make more space for this healthy, healthy sex and healthy sex. And girl, I found this man on Twitter. Twitter is amazing. Yes. You know, I was reading somewhere. Who was I talking to someone? Shit, it could have been here. 
where someone's talking about how um, any new thing like the internet or books or whatever, once you get sex and art to embrace it, it pops open. That's how it actually grows. Mm-hmm. That's and what yeah. made Tumblr such a big thing, and that's why it's nothing anymore because they took all the porn away. Tumblr had all the good porn. Yeah. Um. Oh, think about some shit I saw on there just mm. one, uh, years ago. Anyway. So, um, yeah, so I have a few OnlyFans pages that I subscribe to, again, because it's like, let's let people, you know, That's put dope. out there what they want and you actually consume it as opposed to you, you know, finding a a fake sex tape. Mm-hmm. And I've been so, I've been trying to be so much better at, like, not looking at people's sex tapes that end up on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I don't look at those. I've been trying my best. Um and I was so happy when that one of the baby well, it wasn't baby. him. <laughs> I know. Because everybody kept talking about how great it was. And I was like, don't look at it. Don't look at it. And so I did. Yeah, I never look at it. But those. then the guy whose dick it was claimed and I said, now I can yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. And I was like. And he's actually a porn star or something. That's so. an impressive dick. Oh, was it? Oh, I still haven't looked at it. But. It had a hook to it and everything. And you know I love <laughs> I that know. hook. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I think the I think it all boils down to consent and, yeah. you know, and not taking folks livelihoods away from them. I mean, you know, some folks do sex work because they want to. Some folks do do sex work because they have to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a lot out there like about the trans community where folks are pushed out of other jobs and sex work may be the only thing that they're able to do. But then that's criminalized as well. And you're literally taking people's ability to use their own bodies in their own fucking ways that they want to in order to make a way for themselves. Yeah. So then what do you want folks to do? Yep. Credit card scams. Right. This shit is maddening. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, well, all that again, that all boils down to what? Consent. Consent. We love it. So that wraps up this week's episode of the turn on. It does. So uh this is Erica and Killa. Two hoes. <laughs> making, making it, it clap. clap. I tried to snap. snap? I it didn't work. I don't wait, let me try to snap with you. My nails are too long. <laughs> Bye y'all. <laughs> This episode was produced by us, Kenry and Erica, and edited by Ballistic. The theme music is from Brazy. We want to hear from y'all. Send your book recommendations and all the burning sex and related questions that you want us to answer to the turnonpodcast at gmail.com. And please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at the Turn On Pod and Instagram at the Turn On Podcast. And find links to books, transcripts, guest info and other fun stuff at the turnonpodcast.com and remember the turn on podcast is part of the frolic podcast network you can find more podcasts that you'll love at frolic.media slash podcast thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon bye